What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast backed by 120 Power Star rating. And the doors to episode 115 are open. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me as always is my best buddy by the name of Bryce DeWitt. Hello. How are you going? Good, good. Why'd you write poop on your phone? I don't know. (laughs) I was trying to gauge something out of you, but you didn't pay attention, so... You just like showing off your new stylus, don't you? No. (laughs) No. I just want to write poop. Leave me alone. Okay, okay. And uh, sharing the microphone with Bryce is our good friend returning to the show, Daniel Treadra. How are we, we going, my friend? I'm quite swell. How are you tonight on this rather chilly evening? Yeah, I was about to say, Dan, I know you're excited to be on the podcast, but why are you swell? <laughs> you're sitting next to Bryce. That's a bit, uh, bit wrong. You know what I mean? You, wouldn't you be swell sitting next to this man? I mean, I've gotten used to it. You know, episode one, I was pretty swell, but you know, you, you get used to it. You certainly were getting swell, weren't you? <laughs> so another, swell. another reason to be swell. It's time to crack a furphy. <laughs> yeah, okay, so we're having a beer here. You know, Dan's brought the furfies, so we'll have a beer. Appreciate it, Dan bringing the furfies. Yeah, they're cold in a can. We don't usually have cans, do we? You just have stubbies. Not very often. Yeah, but you know, we actually crack a can, so it probably makes a bit more sense. I think Dan's actually bringing some uh, common sense to the uh, the podcast. I thought, I, thought I was here. on the Patreon exclusive podcast this week. Cracking okay. furfies. You might be. <laughs> if you're lucky enough. <laughs> if it happens. Yeah, that's right. So this week on the show, we're going to be talking about... Uh, oh, it's going to be a pretty loose show, I reckon. We're just going to have some fun in that. We're going to be talking a, bit, a little bit about the uh, T- Tokyo Game Show, how uh, Sakurai's speech there and some of the wards Super Smash Bros. Ultimate picked up. A little bit of Pokemon news, a little bit of this and that, but apart from that, it's going to be a pretty, uh, pretty basic show. Yes, yes, y- yes he yes. says. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, Maybe a dabble of forty-five minute retrospective on Ring Fit Adventure. There you go. Oh yeah, there's, there's, the there's, there's that too. Yeah, there's yeah. The Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah, I, so I guess we'll start off with uh, what what we've been playing. Dan, you've been playing a boatload of Fire Emblem. I have. If you have seen in the Discord, I've been chiming in. So who are you in the Discord, just for people who are uh, like... D Treadray 45 the guy with no avatar. Yeah, that's right. You're the one with no avatar. Yeah. Mr. Basic. <laughs> if everyone has an avatar, nobody has an avatar. True. So you've put over 100 hours into the game. You've played through it once. You're on your second playthrough. I started with the Black Eagles. Um, finished that surprisingly early, to be honest, like... 55 hours but I wasn't expecting the last chapter oh, really? well. to be the last chapter and I was a bit under leveled mm. I've gone past the time skip with the golden deer uh, three few chapters post time skip and then I'll probably play through the blue lions if I have time because mm. I've, I've like a few of our friends like Ash he's played he's played he's on his um, like second playthrough I know a fair few people on their second playthrough and I'm just like holy shit I've barely even Played the game, let alone on my second playthrough. For, for context, I've put in more time to Fire Emblem than Drew has for Smash Brothers. Yeah, he has. He actually has. I put about seventy-five hours into Smash Ultimate. What? <laughs> and he's put over a hundred into Fire Emblem. What? Which blows, which kind of blows my mind. But I guess I can always play more Smash Bros. You know, that's all I've been playing on Smash. my Switch at least. Yeah. Yeah, Banjo, bro. Banjo, bro. Banjo, bro. Yeah. Other than that, Borderlands Three, I guess. Yeah, 
So, on, like, obviously, Borderlands Three isn't on Switch, but uh, what's your first impressions and how you've been enjoying the game? Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the thing is, is I missed out on the pre-sequel because, to be completely honest, I didn't really care at the time. Um, but every time a new Borderlands game comes out, it does feel technically better every time it leaps. It's not like jarring. It's just the same thing, but even better than before, I guess. And it's very much like this now. So. Yeah. Um, but the cast of characters, since obviously it's been three games now, is huge. Uh, well, I mean, technically, <laughs> technically well. four if you count Tales of the Borderlands before three. Yeah. And there's characters from Tales in there, so you know, I guess it's uh, chock full <laughs> of dialogue. Your characters speak now, which they never really did before unless you saw them in the next game as NPCs mm. um, so there's a lot more flavour and context it's brilliant I'm uh, enjoying my time with it and uh, it's a shame because I have so many games that I still need to finish yeah no, I feel you there especially like uh, this This is the crazy month well not the crazy month the crazy week now we're coming up to the 20th which is the Switch Lite Link's Awakening Untitled Goose Game, uh, Nino Cooney, all on the twentieth. Let alone everything else that's coming out, mm. and especially with the uh, the uh, what was it called? The fitness ring. Uh, the... We uh, the <laughs> we <laughs> uh, ring fit adventure. Yeah, ring fit adventure, and now they just like drop that for um, October as well. It's like all right, there's a it's, it's not a game I'm going to be picking up, but it's just like another thing they just random randomly uh, pick up and what are you drop talking, on us. What are you talking about? And I thought that'd be your first choice. Mm. For next month, game of the year, Ring Fit Adventure, lock it in. Mm. But like, I re- I really enjoy how Nintendo's just they're the type of company that's like, hey, they they just drop a trailer. It's all these people just waving this ring about. It's like, oh, cool, more news coming at the end of the week, and it's like, all right. <laughs> then they they bring it out. Oh yeah, it's a it's a you know, it's an adventure. Game. It's an aerobic ring. You can stretch and you can play an RPG and level yourself up. And it's like cool and. At first, I was like, you know what? It would be because I, I want to get sort of back into uh, fitness. I want to start going for runs and all that. And I was thinking like, well, maybe like this type of game would be a, sort of a good way to encourage me to like, you know, do like sit-ups and all the boring things. Like going for runs is easy. You put music in and it's sort of easy to do that. But being motivated to do sit-ups and push-ups and that's like, no, nah, that's no fun. That's just hard work. But putting it into an RPG, I'm like, oh, yeah, that could be an idea. But when the price came out, 120 Australian, I'm like, Pfft. Nah, yeah. <laughs> nah. Because yeah, we discussed this last night. Like half that price is what I would pay for that. Like sixty dollars Australian, not one hundred and twenty. Yeah. yeah, I mean sixty is a bit, you know, realistically, like for them to make money out of it, it's not going to be yeah. sixty. But Twenty dollars for the piece of plastic, forty dollars for a bare bones game. I think like ninety to a hundred. We're like, all right, you know, it's still pretty expensive. That's still ninety bucks. And we were talking on an earlier episode when they like showed off this initially that it just being a ring. So, oh, that could be a pretty cost-effective way to get a new sort of uh, input method into the house and do whatever they need to do for the game. But, you know, we were thinking about 80 to 100, but with this being 120, it's, oh, I don't know. Depends how much, how good the game is. Like, just uh, just from like a graphics point of view, it actually looks really gorgeous just with like the protagonist running through the world and all that. Like, it looks really nice and like, cell shaded and I was like wow this actually looks pretty graphically nice but yeah just a, a bit too much and like it's I guess it's not really aimed towards us 
I know you're a fitness connoisseur, Bryce, but... <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the er- the ergonomics of this plastic ring really uh, get me gaudy, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. I really want to know, know more about this giant ring and this ankle bracelet. Because for some reason, it's something I need in my life. Just like the Wii Fit board, I guess. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, it's... Uh, I mean, sure, if you're if you're feeling that way, but I feel like there's a really hard bridge gap between selling a fitness peripheral and trying to incorporate that into a you know an RPG setting. Like, I get it. What you're trying to do is trying to get those fat, lazy people off the couches who don't do anything but play JRPGs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know what but, you're saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Um, <laughs> but honestly. If the the game would have to be pretty stellar to get people to give a shit about it, so if you're not gonna be like persona level type of JRPG, it's not really gonna sell. Yeah, could you imagine? Phenomenally. Could you imagine if it's like a hundred hour RPG and by the end you just absolutely ripped? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just I want this game to end. I'm just my I'm al- grinding. <laughs> my lactic Olympic acids are burning. <laughs> You know what this game reminds me of, though? What? The Street Pass Quest from 3DS. Oh, yeah. With a fitness peripheral. True. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably like a sim- the similar team working on it. Yeah. Seems like one of those projects, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's just sort of like... When you try to incorporate this sort of thing with that sort of thing, you pretty much have to be selling a product that's, like, phenomenal. It's going to blow everyone out the water with, like, you know, huge, huge implications on what makes a JRPG... Or, you know, mm. but it's definitely not going to. Yeah. You know, it's going to be very basic bare bones RPG with a peripheral that wraps around your ankle and a giant ring in your hands, which, <laughs> I mean, means it's probably going to not be very storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> we say that now, but what if it comes out and it just completely changes the landscape of video games? <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah, it totally will too. Yeah, just everyone's... I have every faith in Ring Fit Adventure that it is going to reinvent the conventions of, that we've taken from like Persona 5 and you know Xenoblade Chronicles and mm. you know I have a feeling sure. it's just going to absolutely <laughs> kill it Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Ring God <laughs> I do I do appreciate how Nintendo hasn't just like thrown away everything sort of they've learnt from the Wii generation though like I am happy that games like Breath of the Wild and all the Mario games and all these sort of more gamer-focused games are at the forefront and these are like Labo and uh, Ring Pit Adventures is in the background Yeah, and they're, and they're still doing them and they're still like trying to throw stuff out there to get a different audience to come into Switch. Yeah. I, I still do appreciate that but um, yeah, I guess that's just, you know, we've, we've already done that. We've played many Wii games, Wii Fit, Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort, we've done all that. And, you know, we don't, I don't feel like I have to go back and no. do this type of thing and but I, I do hope it works for them and they sort of have like a second um, revenue stream and different audiences that come into the Switch and bolster the system because you, you know they're not going to get to 100 million or 80 million just from people like us who are like yes I'm going to buy one it's going to be like all these different people kids with the Switch Lite and all these different sort of uh, markets they can people break into looking for a party game system yeah yeah at the end of the day, video game consoles are primarily sold to gamers. Uh, so going off a gimmick doesn't really work. 
Hmm. You know, you have to sort of cater for that market first, then trickle in everything else in the background, which is why the Switch is succeeding like it is in that category. Um, of course, uh, with the Switch Lite coming out, there are games that are not going to be able to utilize those functions correctly. And I think oh, this yeah. game's probably going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it know, doesn't have a Joy-Con, so... <laughs> well, no, yeah but you can go buy a Joy-Con and then you can insert it in there because it can still connect Joy-Cons but the problem is is like I remember there was like a list that come with uh, come up on Nintendo Prime or something it's like a list of games that require additional Joy-Con or you know need TV mode to work and whatever and the list was very <laughs> the list was very bare bones it's just like most games will work I'm like yeah but that doesn't mean that they're going to be very easily playable yeah you know by the time you like sat down and you've bought i don't know smash and you want to play with several people you're gonna have to buy a new set of joy cons and that already ramps up your price and stuff like that's really not geared for multiplayer so that kind of scratches that off the list if you're just looking for a cheaper switch option you know and people like local wireless and don't get me started don't get him started, folks. Anyway, let's let's end sort of this uh, conversation with uh, if uh, <laughs> if you're playing Ring Fit Adventure and you get a bit of chafe on your hands from using that ring, uh, I wonder if that would be called Ring Sting. Just saying, don't know. Anyway, let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, so Nintendo who filed a patent for a hinged Joy-Con. This news came out sort of last week, but we missed it. And it's just like a patent for a Joy-Con that sort of folds up the top between the buttons and the analog stick. It's able to sort of be folded down a bit. Don't know. Maybe for comfortable, maybe for something else. I mean, have you, you guys seen this? Yes. Yes. I have not seen it. It is very strange. Drew can show you while I'm talking about it. I'm not. I'm not game. The wires. Uh, all right. You know, you well, know what I mean? Look, I'll tell you what. He'll he'll Google it. All right. Google it, Dan. He, he's got a phone. He can Google it. We're in this generation. Um, I don't know why this exists, uh, and if it's actually going to be a thing. But just thinking of it from like the technical standpoint, it's like, oh, I'd be more comfortable. It's like, yeah, sure. But then you like got to reach your thumbs over to hit the stick, which means you're tilting the screen back more because it's a handheld console. Hmm. So wouldn't your screen then be at a weirder angle than usual? It just doesn't feel like it would be as malleable with just like using your wrists in a different way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm not sure why why they're considering a redesign of these the, the Joy-Con like this. Yeah, I wonder if it would be for something like uh like a Switch Pro or sort of a new model that's coming out that's like a bit different, a bit different shape or something. Like I, I hope not. <laughs> I just yeah. I just want a better switch. That's that's it. What about you, Dan? Why? Why? Yeah. Why not? This is a very <laughs> bizarre controller. It's the angle setup. they're on, right? The angle. Like you can see it. The angle's very, very sharp. Yeah, it's I don't really see what benefit that would give. No. Don't know, it might Unless be. they're like trying to set something up for a specific game, but then again, why? Mm. It, it might be like it's angled down it's kind of like the same uh, angle you would have if you're holding like a, a nunchuck from the Wii so maybe it's like made to like fit like a gun peripheral or slide into something that isn't like a switch but it might be you know another peripheral like this ring fit adventure ring it might be something it might be a gun for some sort of uh, game they've got coming out or something yeah 
maybe but i i feel like the difference between the nunchuck and that is the nunchuck the nunchuck doesn't have buttons down the bottom side yeah. of the controller yeah and this would this this the way this thing looks it looks like it'd be really annoying to move your hand from the it's from not the very ergonomic to, no not at all hmm. well, I, di- really I disapprove it. greatly of the ergonomics well, it's only showing them really for... Oh, it is showing for both. But, like, for the left side, you'll be ignoring the D-pad pretty much. And uh, with the buttons sort of folded down, you're, uh, you've got access to the buttons on your right side. So Well, D-pad still has uses. Like, you still use it in Breath of the Wild and all that stuff to scroll through your weapons or whatever. Yeah. You know, like... I, I know that the D-pad on the Joy-Cons in general is not great, but it's not so bad that you have to remove them from line of sight of the thumbstick completely yeah you know what I'm saying I know I know what you're saying you know what I'm saying I'm gonna keep throwing it out there because <laughs> you know I know what you're saying I, I, I'm gonna keep throwing that out there because I, I, I know it makes you laugh <laughs> all I can hear you know is what I'm saying there's this uh, there's this weird out uh, sort of parody interview on YouTube from years ago with Eminem and basically what it is is he gets an interview from uh, celebrities and in this case Eminem and he recreates the background and he edits in sort of his questions and pulls out sort of quotes from them to sort of fit the interview. <laughs> yeah, fit the interview. You know and they just get like they just get a bunch of Eminem saying, "You know what I'm saying?" And this weird out going, "I know what you're saying." So you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. And eventually, it's like, "I know what you're saying." I know what you're saying. He's just like yelling it out. It's really funny. Yeah. So that's what whenever Bryce says, "I know what you're saying," because that's like a little tendency he's got. That's all I think about straight away. Know and what he, I'm saying? And he, and he knows it as well. And now it's just now he's just. I just still like, pick on you now. Now you just let like picking on me. How are you picking on me by by saying you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Because <laughs> you know I know it makes you laugh. Yeah. You know what you're saying? Know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. I know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm saying? You know what you mean? All right, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mario Kart Tour that comes out in a week, guys. Um, I, I know you're not excited, and I know you don't give a crap. <laughs> but uh, and I'm like, yeah, I'll play it. I want to see what it's like. But it got a uh, it got a, a live action trailer which was it's about half a minute. It's, it's quite funny, quite well done, and uh, whatever. Featuring in Drew's words, the worst power up in Mario Kart, the Mega Mushroom. Yeah, the Mega Mushroom. Yeah, so they've shown sort of like the the items that will be used in the game, and it's actually pretty cool too. Like this is one cool thing about the game is that uh, special items from Mario Kart Double Dash are returning in Mario Kart Tour. So every item and oh, every uh, character in Double Dash got their own exclusive item. Like Yoshi got his big egg that he threw. Mario got his fireballs, which he spread out. And uh, Donkey Kong got his huge banana and all that. And on Twitter, they announced basically like all these items are returning in uh, this game. Hooray. Which would be cool. Hooray. But I, I, can, <laughs> I, can, I can see it being used as like another microtransaction, just sort of gimmick. Like you've got to like roll to get the item or something like that. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, uh, I guess, but like, even with Pokemon Masters, like when I talked about it the other week, because I smashed through it or whatever, I just feel like, with Pokemon Masters, it's like, okay, maybe, yeah, I guess, like, microtransactions, that make sense here. I just feel like the things that you'll be rolling for in Mario Kart Tour are kind of just ridiculous. Mm. Uh, I mean... What was it the other day? There was a bug that happened with the Masters. Okay, I haven't heard about it. We yeah. got compensated 20 free rolls. 
Okay. So, and that was like, okay, cool. And guess what happened in those 23 rolls? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I got two new characters and 18 duplicates. Wow. 18 duplicates. And I don't have the whole roster. I've got like 45 out of 60 something. It's not too bad though. I've got 18 duplicates. 18. 18. 18. 18. 18. Well, I, I, don't, I feel like <laughs> I feel like me being in Mario with Mario Kart Tour. It's just like, all right, I roll a duplicate. It's like, hooray! I didn't get I didn't get a new racer. Mm. I really want that Rosalina, but I want to pay like forty five dollars for ten rolls and not get Rosalina, which is like the only character I want to play in Mario Kart anyway. Yeah, don't don't. But Bryce, it's about a sense of accomplishment when you unlock your favorite racer. Nothing is accomplished when you're spending money doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Just death stare at me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Mario Kart and Mario Kart Tour is either going to be uh, very meh or stupidly disappointing. I don't think there's really going to be anywhere in between there. Just if you've got it, if you're playing Mario Kart, guys. You know, you're probably on better off Switch, just please. just do it on the Switch. You've got a Mario Kart there with you know heaps of characters. They're all unlocked. Plenty of courses. They're all unlocked. You know, battle courses. They're unlocked. Online play. That's unlocked. Don't have to pay anything extra. That's it's all unlocked. But, it's all unlocked. But to be fair, you guys spend eighty dollars on Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, and think about how many roles you'll get for your characters in World Tour. Shut up. Just just think about that. You get a few roles there. You know, you just might get lucky and get that nice character. You know what I mean? You don't get lucky. I play Gacha games. <laughs> You don't get lucky. I've played plenty of gacha <laughs> games. You don't get lucky. It does. It doesn't exist. It's just skill. Look, they. It's. It's like. Oh, you want to. You want to get the guaranteed role in Pokemon Masters. It's like okay. Here's your conditions. You have a week to get your guaranteed role. You can pick whatever five star you want. But do you know how much money you need to spend within those seven days I to get not- that one pick a character? It's like a thousand five hundred dollars. That's good odds. Good, good, uh, good value. I like it. One thousand five hundred dollars. That's a good use of money, especially use. for people in vulnerable situations, like people who might be playing that game would be. <laughs> people who are addicted to gambling. Mm. You know, one thousand five hundred dollars for a master's character. Just, just imagine like walking into a casino, get a poker table, get a blackjack table, and then just a smartphone with Pokemon Masters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the Crown Casino. Like, I'm sorry, sir, you didn't roll uh, Crash Awake. You will have to pay us several million dollars. I'm, I'm sort of thinking about, like, you go to Woolworths and you know, you can put the money in and get, like, one of those balls and you undo it. And it's like a little draft or something. Like, oh, cool. It's like it's like that, but uh, on your phone and... Pokemon oh, Masters. Cynthia. I already got a Cynthia. Let's just ch- chuck her in the Cynthia drawer. <laughs> Fully Cynthia in there. <laughs> far, far more expensive though. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it's like you buy ten of those, ten of those uh, little little ball things from the shop, which are literally gachapons, by the way. Yeah. You, you spent twenty dollars, you got ten little figurines. It's like, yeah, they're random, they're physical. It's like, cool. You want ten rolls in Pokemon Masters? Spend fifty dollars, so that's double the price plus some. They're not physical and they're subject to die eventually. Oh. Ten years oh. ten years time <laughs> ten oh. years time there might be no, there might not be Pokemon Masters anymore, then where's your money gone? Yeah, there won't be Pokemon Masters anymore. They'll have downgraded. 
somebody that's taken their place. Just where you, just where all your money went from Pokemon Duel, which disappeared. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Difference is, is Pokemon Duel is actually a very interesting and provoking game. Mm. This isn't as interesting. Yeah. So um, this is just a little thing I want to bring up. So in a, a Taiko Drum Master, uh, what is it? Oh no. I've lost my. You're getting track. three Undertale DLC songs. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need to Google that shit. Nah. I, I just thought I'd bring it up because there's lots of uh, sort of. I guess Toby Fox is doing like a lot of things with Japanese developers. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously in Smash, and he's doing the soundtrack for Town and all that. It's just it's cool that he's sort of. I guess this game's getting some love from different collaborations in Japanese games. Well, his games become a cultural phenomenon ever since it come out, um, and then. What was that? I'd like to say about a year ago, maybe, hmm. where it was completely translated to Japanese, and then you know they, then the Japanese market obviously had their time with it, and they're like, oh my god, it was a good game, <laughs> and oh now now he's in the industry and he's doing all sorts of different things, um, and good on him because uh, Undertale was a great experience for what it is, and you know he's still working on Delta Rune, and you know that'll uh, be its own thing. Um, but it's good to see that, like, somebody who can create something that's as impactful as that was sort of in the industry. Because he's a very creative mind. Um, and the game that he made was a very creative one in general. To be able to pull that uh, in the Japanese market is a big thing. Mm. Because obviously they're salarymen, they work, you know, 70 hours a week and you've really got to have the talent to keep a job like that. And uh, this guy has just come over. He's like, yes, I've I've made this little RPG and it's just blown up and it's been good for him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, was it a... It's on sale on the Switch at the moment too. It's like $15 something. Yeah. So, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's on sale for about $7 off something. So if you're, okay. if you're looking for the game on Switch, it's probably a good time to buy it now. Uh, yeah, it's not for yeah. a... Very long. Though. It's until the thirtieth, is it? So you got a week or two. Yeah. yeah, I mean, pick it up. It's a good game. Mm. Uh, if you really like stupid Earthbound <laughs> humor, you're in for a good time. Mm. Yeah, that's what it is. So yeah. Uh, so th- there's been a, a Pokemon that's been teased on the official Pokemon website. Have you seen much of this, Bros? I know you saw this just before, Dan. Plenty. Plenty. I've seen too much. I've been trying to go in blind. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I wish I, I wish I could do that. Just go. Well, I guess I can, but uh, just go and, like when they announce a game, it's called Sword and Shield, and just like literally play it there without knowing anything, and, like seeing the starters for the first time as you're choosing them. That I think that'd be so cool. But obviously, yeah. obviously, you're not that blind. Yeah, so, uh, I've seen yeah. more than I would have liked. Nintendo have a tendency to show far too much of their games. I've, I'm following basically all of their socials because if I don't, it's going to shove down my throat. You can even see this like Legend Link's Awakening coming out next week, and they've basically gone through on like their Facebook account for Zelda and just basically gone through every area on the island, most of the NPCs, and it's just like hmm. just leave a little bit to explore. I I want to have that again with Sword and Shield, so I've tried to blank all the socials that have Pokemon content. Okay, this this particular Pokemon, then Dan, do you mind us discussing it? Oh uh, well, I already know about it, so go on. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> it's a fighting type. This thing looks like a far-fetched evolution. <laughs> Just saying. 
Yes, and its ability is steadfast. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we know about it. <laughs> yeah, and it's a glitchy mess. And if you open the Pokemon page, it played a Rotom sound for some reason, and the glitchy mess was just on the banner at the top of the page. Messic mm. no confirmed. Yeah, yeah. And then you get 128 Master Balls. But seriously, it, it, it's a <laughs> it's a bird with a long long staff that looks like far fetched leak and a shield. I'm more than certain it's Sir Fetched. <laughs> I'm more than certain it's Sir Fetch. Sir, Sir Fetch, Knight of Leak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Sir Fetch. I, I'm almost certain. Mm. Um, especially since... Uh, what was it? There was something that was said... Uh, when mm. was it? I think it was a couple of weeks back. Something after the Zigzagoon stuff, obviously. Where they're just like, oh... Somebody put it out there. They're just like, oh, more Pokemon will uh, see some sort of treatment like that. And obviously people have been like, why doesn't Farfetch get any love? He's the most useless little bird ever. He's just got his little leak and... You know, he can't do anything. So obviously, you know, I think they're trying to sort of give him something here. Give him a staff that shoots lasers. Well, he's a fighting type, Drew. He'd smack people with the stick. But, but Bryce, giving him an evolution... That seems a bit far-fetched, don't you think? Oh, <laughs> That's awful. That is awful. Dead. You're welcome, dear listeners. Get off, get off, get off of our podcast, you <laughs> dirty guest. <laughs> you make more puns than me, and I'm a dad. Is, is puns just a dad thing? It's in the book of dad jokes. No. Wouldn't expect you to know. No, I'm not a dad. I don't, I don't have a dad book joke. Dad book joke? What the hell am I on about? <laughs> Uh, so uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate grabs multiple awards at the Tokyo Game Show. So the excellent and feature-packed Super Smash Bros. for the Nintendo Switch received multiple awards today at the Tokyo Game Show 2019. So obviously it's not today, but this was last week sometime. Uh, the game received the following awards. Uh, game of the Year, uh, Minister of Economy, uh, Trade and Industry Award, Best Sales Award, and the Award of Excellence. Mr. Sakurai was uh, thankful thankfully on hand to pick up the awards it wasn't just super smash bros which came away as a winner as labo received best uh received as a special award received a special award so yeah can, uh, can we just address what the hell is a minister of economy award and why does it apply to smash brothers you know what i got no idea no idea that's what it says here <laughs> listen i loved this game the the, the I'm, emperor I'm, of japan comes out he's like i love this game so much it is now my minister of economy <laughs> I'm, I'm, right. just, I'm, gonna, I'm just highlighting it now and I'm going to run it through. So what people ask, what is Ministry of Economy? A Ministry of the Economy, Ministry of Commerce, uh, Ministry of Economic Affairs or Department of Commerce is part of the government in most countries <laughs> that is responsible for the matters related to the economy. All right, so I guess the <laughs> emperor that, named Smash Brothers is did, uh, did Ministry of Economy. Did so, that clear up anything? No. So, <laughs> so to my understanding... Super Smash Brothers is now the treasurer of Japan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, fantastic. Congratulations, uh, Super Smash Bros. <laughs> um, it, it's a bold move, mate, giving a ministerial position to a video game, but we'll see how that pays off for them. Well, you know, people have made uh, animals the mayor of their towns before. I'm pretty sure this could work out. You know, mm. the cat that's a mayor of a town. He's really fat. Yeah. Can't remember what the town was called. Couldn't tell you, but yeah. Nah. They just decided they didn't need uh, a mayor, cat so they town. made a cat the mayor. Probably just meow. Tomcat USA. There you go. Yeah, let's go with that one. 
Yeah. So, yeah, well done to Smash for picking up those awards. It, it was quite good because, like, it actually cleaned up. And uh, as you guys know, I know, Bryce, you've watched Sakurai's speech when he went up to claim the award. Have you watched it, Dan? Sakurai's speech? I've uh, not, unfortunately. Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> Just Jeez. a filthy, dirty guest. <laughs> Just a filthy, dirty guest. Yeah, so th- this was like... give a- him a scrub after this one. <laughs> it was a really nice speech, sort of, how he's talking about um, that it was his last project from Iwata and... You know, he put his heart and soul into it, and I think it like it really meant a lot him going up there and picking up this award. And as fans of this game and of him and the team that's made these games, it was really, uh, you know, heartwarming to watch him take this up. Yeah, yeah, he uh, really emphasised that. Um, you know, Awad has been his longtime friend in the industry, and really gave him his first shot, and really push the message that he was somebody that he looked up to and was also, you know, one of his closest co-workers and um, they had a lot of faith in each other. So when this was sort of asked by Awada as his last request, he was like, yes, of course, my friend type of deal. And now obviously this last request has not only been fulfilled, but it's also become one of the most successful games for... Mm you know, the console. Well, it's on track to be become the best-selling fighting game of all time. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you, you know, do you know what the uh, the most-selling fighting game of all time is? Melee. No, it's Brawl. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's got to beat Brawl. I'm pretty sure it's Brawl. Yeah. Break Brawl. Break Brawl. As much as, as much as I love Brawl, I know that it has its flaws. No, oh, yeah, yeah. And I know I'm, that Ultimate's yeah. ultimately a better game. Jesus. <laughs> You're not even trying at this no. point. No disgusting <laughs> I wasn't even trying to make that pun I just realised as I was saying it I'm like oh. <laughs> right. that was gross uh, bad taste in my mouth anyway um, have a swig of fur if you get rid of that <laughs> oh Jesus <laughs> that was be nice. have, have a swig not a slur um, but uh, I, I don't think it'll have any trouble beating it at all especially with uh, like all the good news that's come out with Smash recently mm. it's just sort of the thing yeah and I I guess what it shows me after seeing like seeing this and the announcement that there's going to be more characters uh, past the uh, the fighters past this year, it really feels like you know Sakurai is like putting his all into this, like you know, obviously putting his all into it as before the game up to launch. Now post game content, he put his all into like the five characters, the stages, the music, you know, the Undertale stuff. Like you know, it's just getting pumped in there. Each update. There's more modes in there. We've just seen home run contests come back, and Dan and I were playing that yesterday, and we failed at it a lot. Yeah, we were dreadful. Yeah, pretty, but pretty it was bad. good fun. Yeah, good fun. And, and just, at times we hit the sandbag the wrong way, or just it just flopped off the stand. But you know what? Never mind. Yeah, quite often it just flopped off the stand, and you know. But yes, seeing this game like just get better and better, and uh, it doesn't look like it's really going to be stopping anytime soon. And they also, Awada, not Awada, uh, Sakurai also come out and said, you know, he's not working on any other game. He's still full-time on Super Smash Bros. Which, you know, with a lot of titles, you'd think, like, you know, someone in Sakurai's position where they're moving, you think they'll move on to, like, directing their next game, but also being, like, having their hand in sort of the characters and sort of keeping that going. But, you know, it's still full-time Smash. Like, Smash is obviously a super important part of the business for switch it's going to be it's going to be in the top three probably forever maybe unless it gets pushed down by like a big mario title or something like that but it's going to be right up there for them and 
Yeah, it's just... Pokemon might knock it down. Yeah. We'll I, I don't know where it is at the moment, but, you know, it was like 13 million, like, pretty quickly, which is crazy how quick it went up there. Mario Kart 8, is it like something insane, like 18 million? Yeah, it's about 18 million. It's number one selling game on Switch, yeah. which is well-deserved. I love that game as well. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so where do you reckon the sort of the characters and that are going to go? Like, oh, I really want to see this game keep being supported and all that well uh, if there's anything that's sort of come up with it in uh, the last few days there was two blank two blank spots on the website and there's probably going to be more but I mean we'll see with it I just hope I just kind of hope they keep doing the outlandish stuff I'm not sure they'll do a uh, fighters pass season two or anything like that I think at the end of the day it'll be mostly dependent on um i think they want to be flexible they don't want to lock themselves down to five it's like ah we could see this we could see this character this character and just release him maybe by himself as time goes on well that's what we're going to see after terry after terry's actually released and we've got one fighter left yeah um we're going to see literally like news come out i guess of how uh how many they're expecting or um, just a general threshold or whether we're going to have to pay more or something like that um, so I suppose it's a you know wait and see hmm. um, but yeah who do we think will get in got no idea at this point could, could it be Waluigi time uh, no. Uh, d- <laughs> no actually Dan who who would you like to see in Smash Bros who hasn't been announced or shown yet you big Terry fan you happy Terry's there or Oh. Do you know who Terry was? He's from Undertale, yeah. <laughs> He's from Undertale, yeah. Terry from Undertale. He's the protagonist. The one with the skull. Yeah. Oh, oh well, big hard question. Sorry, Dan. I'm yeah, sorry, no, I'm his, just... I was, put him on the spot here. Do, you reckon, do we think it could be someone from one of the new Pokemon games or even though there's already probably an over-representation or... Yeah, I don't know. Or yet I don't, another I don't, Fire Emblem character. See, fight, like, who knows? I could see Byleth getting in. I I could see I could see them being like all right we're going to open up for more slots because we want we want you know the most recent Fire Emblem protagonist or one of the house members like so, someone was saying I forgot this was on a podcast I forgot what podcast it was so I can't shout them out but they said like oh wouldn't it be cool if uh, there was like um, a new Fire Emblem character and there was just basically three echoes of all the house leaders. I'm like, oh, that would be cool. <laughs> a lot of work for Sakurai and the team, but that would be very cool. Yeah, and, but and I feel like they're all very different characters. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Like, you know, obviously, one's a magic user, one's, you know, one's just a swordsman. and One's yeah. axe, one's lance, one's bow. Yeah, yeah. So and one is objectively better than the others. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I honestly think they'll keep to their uh, current status of um, collaborating. Yeah, and I hope they do too. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're going to see any Nintendo related DLC per se. I think there's probably going to be more input from uh, Xbox, hmm. uh, Microsoft in general, I guess. Uh, Someone like Conquer, maybe. Uh, uh, nah, Pippi, the, the Clippy the Paperclip from Microsoft <laughs> Word 1995. I, I would not be against that. <laughs> I would not. New main. 
You man, Clippy. <laughs> Hi, can I help you with your document? Say, like, can I help you with your death? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you you laugh at that, but he, he's just probably as dumb as Game and Watch and like some of these other characters that made it in. You know, <laughs> I, I think it's very possible we could see you know like Master Chief being there, being being literally their flagship mascot for the longest time, mm. and uh, being a huge part of gaming history. Uh, we might even see some input from Sony. Who knows? We might, you know, get uh, Jack and Daxter or something. Or... I think Nintendo would be open to that at this point, but I don't think. I don't think so either. Yeah, <laughs> I, I won't lie. Yeah, yeah. But it could. It could. The thing is, is like when everything sort of comes into the fold, uh, we had the cross plot, cross platforms, right? Play thing happen, mm. and they've just had to collapse in because people are just like, "Don't be fucking dumb." Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be the Fortnite guy. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Fortnite guy. It's going, to, it's going to be the battle bus. The battle bus. That'd be cool. No, it's going to be uh, the... I'm joking. Yeah, that would be cool. Spooky skeleton skin. Mm. You yeah, see, yeah, it'd be really cool if like we did get someone big from like the competitors, say Xbox and PlayStation. Obviously, we can see there's a very real possibility if Nintendo wanted it that they could get someone like Master Chief or big uh, Microsoft character who isn't just like, you know, like like Banjo who is basically still associated with Nintendo from Nintendo 64 games but get someone Crash like Bandicoot. Master Chief or... It's been such a wholesome launch See, for see with Crash Bandicoot that would be sort of like um, taken from the old PlayStation days but it being um, Activision now and all of these games are on Switch it's still it's not really the same as like someone who's like like we, you're probably not going to see a Halo game on Switch um, you know, even if it's just for the fact, but they probably won't run very well on Switch. But it would. Yeah, we could say Spartan Assault and stuff on there. Oh, yeah, but with the, with the Witcher like coming out game. on the Witcher coming out on Switch, mm. Gerald. Yeah, you could say someone like Gerald or someone. Yeah. Who would definitely fit with the tone of the game completely. I mean, he's got a sword, so he'll fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of them. Plenty of them Smash Brothers. <laughs> just red skin Link, and yeah, you're good. Actually, one of the you could do like side B and. Uh, your horse roach just runs out and you can't control it and then just <laughs> hits everybody. It's and it's torn it's just like winds howling. I'm, ho- <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping we get Shantae in there. Yeah, yeah, Shantae. Uh Shantae is such a like hidden bit of Nintendo history being in like on like the Game Boy Color, but people not really paying attention to the fact and it's like when uh Way Forward rebuilt that, obviously in the more modern day they're just like, Oh people are like Oh, it's a new new character, new game, and then it's like, no, it's actually been existent since the Game Boy Color. Yeah. Mm. See, so the the more and more I think about it, like we talked about a similar conversation on a on an episode a few weeks ago, and we'll t- I, I brought up Rayman, mm. and like, I've been thinking about it more and more. I'm like, oh god, I would actually love Rayman in the game. Like uh, in Rayman Legends, like there's a there's a soccer ball mini game, there's different mini games, and you, it kind of is like a like a, obviously it's a two D it kind of becomes like a 2D fighting game in some respects it's not very deep obviously I think we're more but... likely to get rabbits at this point and that makes me sad I hope we mm. don't get rabbits yeah cause... minions oh god because oh, if like yeah if they do go to Ubisoft and it's like well we've just had this huge crossover game with rabbits why don't you take rabbits it's like well you know I want I want Rayman because he's a respectable young man <laughs> not one of these teenage hoodlum rabbits He's he's that's he's he's literally the source of why rabbits exist. Mm. So, Rayman, Rayman, Rayman. I want Rayman. Rayman. 
Ramon. You're going to get Glowbox instead. Yeah, yeah, I'll take Glowbox. <laughs> Glowbox is cool. <laughs> or uh, what, what was her name from Legends? They introduced a new female character with the red hair. I've got a name. Something like Charlotte or something. Should be cool. Put her in. Let's <laughs> put all the Rayman characters. Just put them all in. Yeah. Put them all in. Minus the Rabbids. Yep. Don't need any more of them. I mean, yeah. Rabbit Peach. Just taking selfies, stuns them, and <laughs> echo fighters of all the fighters, but they're rabid versions. Oh. <laughs> so the thing is, is they've got to keep up with model consistency, like so the hitboxes are correct. Could you so imagine? So you just get this really deformed, like looking Mario <laughs> rabid. Yeah. Could you? Could you imagine that? Just like, hey, we're bringing out a few echo fighters. Every single character has a rabid echo fighter. Can you imagine like oh. a, a Ridley rap rabid? Oh, so, every day actually. Rid- <laughs> Ridley is too big for Smash, so let's shrink him down to the size of Pichu, and put a rabbit costume on him. A rabbit costume on him. Yeah, he's just mm. trying to fit in. Yeah, everybody else has become a rabbit. He's just trying to fit in. Yeah, I don't know, don't know how I feel about that, boys. Don't know how I feel about that at all. <laughs> so, I know none of us have played Damon X Machina. No. Um. Actually, it's funny. The other day, I got an email. <laughs> from Nintendo it just says oh Jamin X Machina out now I'm like oh shit really <laughs> <laughs> and and for a, for a first party Nintendo game you know that's pretty shocking <laughs> um, so yeah I just want to bring up sort of the Metacritic and how it's been reviewed so it's sitting at a Metacritic score of 70 which is good that's fine it's not it's not like a literally fine yeah yeah, it's, yeah. Eh, I'm not going to run out and get it no yeah like there's a demo which I haven't even been sort of drawn to play the demo yet. I don't know if any of you guys have played the demo. No, no. no. See, so I've got intentions to play the demo, just I haven't been the thing um, is, gaming much last week. We literally just got a few. That's the thing with it releasing now too. We literally just got a Future Punk game mm. in Astral Chain, and it's also literally like one of the best rated Nintendo games this year. Mm. So. I'd, just playing Astral Chain. I haven't fe- even if it haven't even finished Astral Chain yet, and I really want to finish Astral Chain. But uh, Jesus, I can't say Astral. Astral Chain. Astral Chain. Know what I'm saying? Astral Chain. Know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway. Don't go on, but but like, and I know I know they're sort of different in genre in in some sort of aspect, but it's only like the only real difference for me, at least, is it's like, hey, it's either be a cop or be a mech. Mm. You know, that that's pretty much the extent of what I'm getting here. And I feel like um, Platinum already had my money anyway because it's Platinum. And Platinum yeah. make amazing games. So, you know, I, I have zero desire to, to play Damon X Machina in general, let alone go pick it up mm. at this moment. Even if it was like, uh, oh my God, 99, best mech game in years, beats uh, Armored Core 7, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. yeah. I just I'll read out a few uh, of like the closing uh, statements for some of these reviews on Metacritic. So the highest score it got was from Sixth Axis, which gave it a ninety, and says Damon X Machina sets the bar for robot action games. The addictive mecha fighting is almost flawless, but it's 
complicated by so many uh, other incredible parts to the game. There's a rich, unique world with incredible customization, gorgeous virtuals, and a draw-dropping soundtrack. Uh, Damon X Buckner really uh, rarely stumbles, and even when it did, I couldn't help but be impressed by this amazing new experience. When we go down to my Nintendo News, which gave the 70, they say, with an intriguing story, pretty solid gameplay, vigorous customization, various uh, customization options. Vigorous. uh, Yes. And a uh, promising online component, Damon X Machina is a welcome addition to the arsenal of third-person shooters on Nintendo Switch. All in all, it's a fresh take for Nintendo fans and for the most part, an enjoyable experience. So this sort of it's sort of sitting at like yeah it's it's got to be a sort of genre that you enjoy to enjoy it. and it's not going to win you over if it's uh if it's not something you enjoy and it's probably not going to be the best mech game either if you're really deep into that sort of game but a bit yeah a bit is, sorry yeah sorry uh, it's just going to be like a game I'm going to play the demo and I'm probably going to get my fix from the demo because like to be honest I only want like half an hour but oh yeah I know what this game is and. Who knows, the demo might really catch me when I get around to playing it. But I feel like if you're a fan of mechs, uh, the best place to start probably is the Armored Core series. Yeah. Just but because, it, like... Yeah, but if you want something on Switch, though. If you want something on Switch, I guess, maybe, but... He's, he's shrugging. He's shrugging for audio listeners, which yeah. is everyone. <laughs> I know. What well, I was going to go, eh... You know, I, I, <laughs> oh, that's okay then. You know what I'm saying, Drew? Eh. I know what you're saying. They don't. They can't see you. I know. That's why I was. That's why I said eh. But you didn't say eh. I cut you I, off. I was getting there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, it's eh. It's eh. <laughs> okay, I quit. <laughs> see you later, boys. See you, bros. Bye. You know, hey, I'm back with my <laughs> shitty opinion. Um. You're not gone yet? <laughs> I just... And one more thing. In the one that's exactly right. Um, it could be... It, it could be a decent game for people who are into the genre, I guess. <laughs> he guesses. I guess. Uh, but the thing that really made me worried about it in the beginning anyway was just them... And sincerely, I'm happy they did it because then the game obviously benefited from it. But when they were like, we need your help to test the game. So they had multiple betas and all that. And that sort of took away my confidence in what they were doing. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, please elaborate on what you're saying so I better understand what you're saying. Please, bros. That's just entire, yeah. Um, That's that's the title of the episode, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. (laughs) Good. And people like go to download it. What the fuck? (laughs) Uh... It's a little telling when you have to release a couple betas and then get a whole full, full like feedback from the people that play the demo in order for you to be like, oh, okay, you know, we'll, we'll make these changes, we'll do these things. It sort of just says, are you understaffed or are you just not thinking over it very well or do you not know what you want in the game? Do you know what people are going to enjoy or... Do you want this game bug tested? Do you, you know, there's a lot of little factors in there that make me sort of unconfident that this game is going to absolutely blow me away, like something like Astral Chain recently has, or yeah, it 
you, you yeah. could sort of tell that they were a bit worried about it too because for the pre-orders on the eShop, they had 10% off. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a Nintendo fan, you probably know that Nintendo doesn't really uh, put their published games for um, pre-order discounts ever. Never. Like, you, you're not going to get a pre-order discount for Link's Awakening. You're not going to get a pre-order discount for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So when I saw 10% off for this, I'm like, hmm... Hmm. Mm, they're they're thinking like mm, we're gonna have a bit of trouble selling this one <laughs> compared yeah. to the rest of our games, but yeah, because it, it was like wasn't the first reveal of it literally like a starting note point, like say Overwatch was the other week with the Nintendo Direct where it was the first thing shown. Yeah, was yeah. it was that E3 uh, last year? Yeah, it was a big yeah. thing. And I remembered expecting something a lot bigger. Then I got this thing that just kind of made me shrug and be like, all right, that's a thing. Yeah. Because when it first came out, like, like for the trailer, we're like, yeah, like the music pumping and like sort of how they edited together all the gameplay. We're like, yeah. And now it's here on the 13th and it's been a couple of days now. Well, we're pretty much just, you know, not worrying about even picking it up. Yeah. No. And that's also, it's also sort of, I feel like it's really poor timing on Nintendo's behalf. Been like, they're putting out a week before a Zelda game. They're putting it out a week before new hardware. They're putting out a week before uh, Untitled Goose Game. They're putting out not long after a game that's going to cannibalize it because it's obviously better quality and more appealing and by a known developer. Like, there's just lots of factors going to this, which is it's going to just even people who are like, oh, I really want it, but they're not going to pick it over Zelda. They're not going to pick it over Astral Chain even. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, it's going to be... I'll, I'll probably end up picking it up eventually, but it's got, that's only if there's like a dry spell next year. That's relying on a dry spell next year. Let's put it this way. I picked up SNK Heroines uh, the oh, other did. day. Oh, cool. So, literally the only SNK fighter on the Switch that's not an arcade Neo Geo experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was like, I'll pick it up because it's always dirt cheap. <laughs> like, literally, I think I got it for 20 bucks and it's brand new. Which is saying something for a Nintendo game. Uh, a physical copy? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 20 bucks, brand new. Um, what was that, by the way? EB? EB. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yep. 20 bucks. It was great. Uh, cool. And, like, it's it's not even it's not even too bad of a fighter. It's really basic, but, like, there's some there's a little bit of complexity to it. Mm-hmm. But it is very fan servicey. Like... Oh, yeah, well... <laughs> out, of crack, out of crack box, whatever, something like that. I... With that kind of confidence level that they're like, 10% off pre-order, let's go... Uh, you know, we want we want this game bug tested, beta goes out, demo goes out, all this stuff. Like, I'm worried that, uh, and especially it being cannibalized by literally every other game in this month, which is a shit ton of them, um, that it might get to that point where it ends up on that same shelf line as like SNK Heroines, where it's like 50% off price title. It was like $50 if you bought it off sale. Yeah. Or something like that. We'll, we'll just see if it can go down that cheap, it being a Nintendo published game. Like, it's, it's really jarring seeing uh, Mario and Rabbids being like discounted down to like 20 bucks. It's really jarring seeing Mario at a low price, but it's because Ubisoft, you know, their games come out and the next month are like, oh, it's disposable. We're moving on to the next live service. So yeah. and it's cheap. Like, th- I think there is a thing to like, it's it's nice being able to pick up say Ubisoft titles for cheap like the next like at the end of the year or something, but there is something to Nintendo games holding their value, and it's not great if you're like I'm going to buy a Switch and I want to pick up five games because you're going to be spending a lot. But it is it is nice them holding their value when in a few years you look back on Breath of the Wild and it's still full full price and 
while you'd be like, oh, I just want to pay $30 for it if you're jumping into it. It is good so it, holding its value so it's not just disposable, yeah. which a lot of games are becoming now. Like, oh, shit, shit. you know, you've got even like the services, you've got Games Pass now. You're just like, oh, just download everything. Don't care about it. Just play it. Poop it out. You know, you've got Ubi- Ubisoft games, which are just cheap in the bargain bins. You know, you're seeing a lot of EA games, which is just the last year's football game and... You know, Anthem, which is $19 because it's rubbish in the bin, literally picking it up out of the trash for exchanging of a red note, you know. It's on the shelf for two weeks before it was $19. Yeah. And, yeah, and while Nintendo games, uh, it is annoying. It's like, all right, I've got to open up my wallet a bit more. At least they're quality and you know what you're going to get for the most part if it's got Nintendo on it. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, the... uh, the uh, the watermark of like the quality of seal isn't what it used to be. It's like uh, it, it's not what it used to be, but it it's still a lot better than what you're going to get elsewhere. And when what it used to be is games in the discussion for best game of all time, mm. that's still like kept coming down from that. Still is a quality con- yeah. quality game. And I feel like the only other sort of um, publisher you'll be confident to buy games from would be like Sony like you know you know that if it's got a Sony like entertainment on that's so, alright I know that's going to be a very high quality game and they have they have duds like uh, Days Gone which was still like a decent game and you know Nintendo's obviously got stuff which is lower quality like that as well coming out but um, yeah so they're sort of the only publishers I'm like really confident when I'm buying a game and I don't know much about it would be Nintendo and Sony then the rest are just yeah I don't know how we went on this rant, but... <laughs> I love how you said Nintendo and Sony and then you failed to mention, like, Xbox at all, even though you're, like, no, this well, big Forza fan. Well, with um with Xbox, it ha- it's not always guaranteed. Like, you've got, like, Crackdown, which is, like... If, if you see Microsoft Studios and you buy Crackdown, you're like, hmm, hmm. There's <laughs> been a few saying. duds in there, yeah. Yeah, obviously. I think, I think there's duds in every library. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because Gear Gears Five coming out this week, come to amazing. Reception. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm keen and to I'm play that. Even, I'm not even a great Gears fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, particularly either. But yeah, looks uh, looks pretty good. I just feel like the difference is is that um, because uh, Microsoft have a smaller library in terms of like these two other other publishers, that when one of theirs goes south, it shows out a lot more. Yeah, because they're relying on yeah each game has yeah. to make more of an impact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas like with Nintendo, at least these days, maybe not in the Wii U days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if uh, if Link's Awakening comes out, it's like, ah, it sucks. It's like, oh, well, we've got you know, something else next month. It's all right, boys. <laughs> calm, calm your farm. It's literally, put your cows back in the bloody thing. Like we, we thought, <laughs> we thought year one of like Switch was just going to be untoppable. It was like completely unbeatable. You know, Mario and Zelda in the same year, both absolutely stellar games. The best selling game on the system was that year. You know, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Splatoon, Splatoon 2. You know, we had Arms. That was a, bit of a flop. As much as like I enjoyed Arms, it didn't do too well. No, you know, I wouldn't say it was a flop because it still sold a couple of million. It's new IP. In it, comparison to everything else that year. It was cannibalized by Splatoon, but yes, yes. It, yeah. it, it didn't. It, it was the worst, I guess, first-party game, but it was, I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, it, yeah, it's just one of those things. But then um, coming around to, like, this this year even, like, all the way up to this year, this year's been, like, 
we don't have Mario or Zelda. We've got Pokemon at the end of the year, but then we've got like a uh, Luigi's Mansion game, and then we've had, you know, Fire Emblem, which after the last two sets of games, so Fates and uh, Shadows of Valentia, did not do too well at all. Um, and you know, Three Houses have come out that smashed it. Uh, new, completely brand new platinum IP that's not Bayonetta three, by the way is uh completely smashing it mm. and you know it just seems like every year they've they've like rubbed the lamp of a genie and they're like please just let us smash it and please they, let us <laughs> smash it every year they're just smashing it you well know? they smashed it last year they brought out smash oh yeah i mean that's the thing because even with last year like it was a, it was a bit lighter year there's a few ports at the start but yeah. for, for like i know for us it just felt like a huge year just because the whole year was just building to one just thing just building characters up to smash ultimate which was in december mm. so and i know like for example luke he's not a pokemon fan he's not a smash fan i'm like oh wasn't much for you last year but for us like pokemon and smash are like my top two favorites <laughs> franchises let alone nintendo franchises so yeah. last year was a big year now it's like um there isn't one game where i'm like as excited as as i was for smash but there's still like there's, there's more quantity this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for me anyway. I know, like, if you're a Fire Emblem fan, obviously, there was that and, yeah. 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 It's, it's just absolutely, you know, crazy this year. There's no Mario or Zelda, but the quality of games that are coming out this year are just on par, just as on par as, like, in terms of scores and general mm. enjoyment of people. Uh, the games coming out this year are just absolutely killing it. And Fire Emblem went through its own sort of really big evolution in terms of what kind of a game it is, and you mm. know, that's that's awesome because it's something that uh, Zelda and Mario went through year one uh, on how those games are approached. So Zelda went back to more of its big. This is an open world, and then Mario went back to like its three D, but with a lot more variety in how you approach it. Yeah, and then fire emblems come up now it's like now you've got uh things to do with your characters outside of battle that just aren't like that's the only way to raise their supports it's you know you've got the tea parties and then you've got making food together eating together you go go fishing you can go like specifying what class you want to take them in outside of battle and stuff like that yeah exactly like the fire emblem went through an amazing evolution this year and you know it's the it was the one game this year that was like this game needs to go up a stage and it it killed it and now everything else that's sort of hit hard this year it's all been new stuff pretty much for the most part um we'll see what happens with pokemon and luigi's mansion at the end of the year i guess considering all the controversy around pokemon and you know luigi's mansion is as much as like i think it looks good i feel like it's being overshadowed a lot this is obviously pokemon's coming it's flown under the radar a, a fair bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks great, and it's it's kind of hard to market too, because like, oh, there's a different each levels a different themes. Like, cool. We kind of kind of expected that. Yeah. You know, didn't expect it all just to be <laughs> the same. Be a bit weird. Yeah. And like, there's mini games, and I think for the most part, it's like, oh, that's a great bonus, but I'm not buying it for that. Mm. And how much I'll use that over all my other multiplayer games? Don't know about that either, but. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm, yeah, it's no secret I'm really looking for the Pokemon. Dan's looking for the Pokemon. He doesn't, do you know who Corviknight is, Dan? Am I spoiling that for you, mate? 
Is that that Skarmory wannabe? Uh, yes. <laughs> Skarmory wannabe? <laughs> Skarmory pre-evolution, even though they're the same size. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Yes. Have you finished your beard, Dan? Uh, a while ago. Yeah, you're a fast, you're a first little tacker, aren't you? I've been contemplating opening up, open up another one, but. But what? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, an a smile. Oh, beautiful. Be beautiful. You're gonna have to walk home now, Dan. I socked you into that one. <laughs> Too bad, mate. Too bad. I'm sleeping on your couch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So, anything else you guys want to talk about, or you want to wrap up the episode here, or? Yeah, I'm pretty wrapped. I've got to get. We're ready for work tomorrow. You're I'm pretty wrapped. Oh, yeah, wrapped I'm wrapped up. to finish up here. Break, breaking the fourth wall here. You know, a fourth wall. Yeah, I'm actually not just the pod, I'm not just the person who sits at their chair until it's necessary to require a podcast. I actually need to go home and wash my clothes. You mean to say you're not an NPC? No. Yeah, no. Imagine you can play me. Wouldn't that be useful if uh, if you just had like a podcast NPC who just you, just sits there at the microphone and when you're when you're ready you just sit down and talk to them? Hell yeah! But they say the same thing every episode because it's just pre-written dialogue. That is great. <laughs> <laughs> what a story, Mark. <laughs> the air is tasty here. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario episode one hundred and fifteen. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and leave a review on your podcast player of choice. It all helps the algorithms and all that weird stuff. I don't really understand, but I'm told it's important by the internet. Yes. The internet tells me lots of things, and I follow it at all. It's really it never lies. The internet. Did you know that, Dan? I did know that. Yeah, Google well, never lies, and it's telling yeah. me Abraham Lincoln's going to be the next president. Oh, right. Well, that's a that that's probably right. Uh, Bryce, if that if someone was, was to say um, I'm on this website and the icon's a blue bird, uh, if I was and um, I want to find Bryce Dewitt's profile, what would that be? At IV Revan, I suppose. And you can find me on the Bluebird website at iDruby. And the one of the F, which is also blue, but it's a bit darker, you can find me at iDruby there as well. And the one with the camera, um, and it starts with Insta, and uh, it ends with... Uh, oh, he's plugging everything, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and it ends with with the uh, the weighing metrics of grams. Um, Metric boys. Yes, yeah, I'm iDruby there as well. Now, Dan, um, do you want people to find you, or do you just want to hide in your, your little wombat hole? Well, I quite like my little wombat hole, but I'm on the Instagrams at dtradray45, as in the Discord. That's the other blue one with a little alien-looking dude. Yeah, if you want to talk to His Dan... His name is Wampus, Dan. Learn your Discord lore. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to uh, talk to myself, Bryce, or Daniel in the Discord, there's an invite in the show notes. And now, Dan, you are the you. You've got the Nintendo jukebox. Oh, Dan, is your internet not working? I tell you God what, God is a yeah, DJ. Right. Dan is a transformer. I may have run out of credit during the taping of this episode. You're shitting me. <laughs> what things you run out of credit? You ran out of credit. But we do have a remix from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh God! In honor of what I've sunk over a hundred hours to in this past couple of months. Oh well, there you go. The link to it will be in the show notes. I'm glad the artist's got all the uh, the shout-outs there. Listen, oh. artist, we love you, okay? <laughs> Please, come back. Baby, come back. Any kind of fool would but, see. I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. I failed you all. How are you not connected to the Wi-Fi? I think that's, like, the thing that's more upsetting. Mm. I oh. mean, I'm here, like, once every six months. Yeah, but... <laughs> 
All right. Well, we'll let it slide. He brought the beer, so. Anyway, <laughs> next time, Dan, we have a shotgun in the back. Whoa! Putting putting down people. All right. Putting down people. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> to be fair, I don't have a shotgun. I don't have a gun license. Oh. So. But he does. Ha- but he does have two arms. Biceps. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. I would never say I have guns. Uh, never... My next line was, "Oh, <laughs> I have arms." Yeah, do. <laughs> I have a copy of Arms is Digital, and I'm going to smack it across your head. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, spring man. All right, I've said anyway about five times, but anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Uh, goodbye. Oh, 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 o